Hi there, welcome to this week's edition of the Heart of Youth Leader podcast. Uh, thanks for your company. I hope you find these short uh, podcast episodes useful for you in your ministry as you look to reach out to children and young people in your communities. Please do us a favour. If you like these, let us know. Um, we'd love some feedback as to uh, how useful they are, how you use these episodes, um, whether you have it in your weekly routine to listen to it. I know some people do. Uh, and if you share it with others, we would love you to do that. We have a good faithful number of people who seem to download and listen to it or watch it on YouTube every week and uh, a special hi to you. Uh, but if you like it, please share it. We'd love to uh, see these things useful, being used and being useful to youth leaders uh, all over the place. So please do share if you can. I want to ask a question today about your prayers and what you're asking God for. And do you, uh, do you pray in a way that expects God to answer? Uh, there's this wonderful story in the book of Acts, which I, is one of my favourite stories because it's so human in what happens. Uh, and it is in the context of Peter being in jail and miraculously being released from jail by the Holy Spirit coming and releasing the chains and releasing the locks so that he can escape. Uh, so much so that he thinks it's all a dream because it's like this doesn't make sense. Uh, and yet he realises uh, that he, that it is happening. It is not a dream. This is true. This is really what is happening in his, his actual life, that he's escaping miraculously from prison. Uh, and in Acts 12, uh, he, you can read about it, but I want to pick it up when he's escaped because it says in Acts 12, verse 12, um, when, he, when it dawned on him that this was real, this was happening, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked at the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognised Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. Uh, and now just picture the scene. The disciples are meeting in uh, Mary's house to pray. And they no doubt are praying for Peter to be released. Uh, and there's a knock at the door while they're praying. And Rhoda goes to answer the door and hears Peter's voice the other side of the door and she's like whoa it's Peter it's Peter and so what she does she doesn't open the door and say Peter come in she goes back to the others going you're not going to believe this uh, and and it goes on in verse 15 you're out of your mind they told her when she kept insisting that it was so they said oh well it must just be his angel but Peter kept knocking on the door and when they opened the door and saw him they were astonished and Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison uh, and I love that story because it's so human we don't sadly I wonder how often we don't expect our prayers to actually be answered and certainly not that uh, quickly they're praying and he appears and yet God is a God of the miraculous. God is a God of answered prayers. We don't believe in the power of prayer. We believe in the power of the God who answers prayer. And that's an important difference, I think. Uh, but, but it shows by the quality and the questions and the requests that we pray as to how much we expect God 
to actually uh, answer them. And so the question for me is also about how do I pray? Am I praying prayers that can be answered? Or am I praying general, you know, very vague kind of prayers that it's very hard to know whether God's answered it or not? Uh, and so it's it's very easy to just pray, Lord, we just hope that tonight goes well. It's like, yeah, but what does that mean? How do we, how do we, how do we know whether God's answered that prayer or not? As my wife says, when I ask her if something's gone well, she'll go, well, no one's died. And I'm like, mm, I'm not sure that's that's really the, the bar we want to set ourselves. But you, if you use that as the measure, then yes, everything pretty much has gone well most days. Um, but, but, but so therefore, what are we praying for? Whereas actually, if we pray specifically that, that, that a young person will make a positive response to Jesus, or we pray specifically for... Um, uh, a, a specific action to happen or a specific number to come or we are praying for uh, a, a new understanding or a new uh, engagement in our worship times or what, whatever what are we praying for and are we expecting God to answer those prayers or are we just going through the motions of praying knowing that we ought to do it but really with the expectation that nothing's going to change uh, and I think we have got to do this together. The disciples were meeting together to pray. They were praying behind a closed door for their safety because their lives were under threat. One of their leaders, Peter, has been arrested. These are dangerous times for being a Christian. But they gathered to encourage each other and to, to, to worship together and to pray together. And so how important it is for us to be doing that in our youth ministry, gathering with others to pray together, to worship together, to encourage each other. So so what does that look like for those you lead with? How are you doing that? It's so easy for our focus to be purely on what we do with the young people. And that's, of course, essential. But we want to model to them a dependency on God. Uh, and that that starts with us as leaders having a dependency on God together. Uh, let's, let's make our prayers specific. Let's ask God for uh, clear answers or ask, let's pray for stuff that he can give clear answers to. They pray for Peter to be released and Peter's knocking on the door. You can't get clearer than that. Uh, so what my challenge is, what can you pray for? And be bold, be courageous. It may be for that, that, that teenage girl in your group who just has been showing such resistance to anything of faith. To pray for her to, to, to have a complete change of heart and to come into a living relationship with Jesus. It may be uh, to pray for your for your young people to to have stories of boldness of sharing their faith in their school and in their corridors at the at the school or it may be that you want to pray for healing for one of your young people or one of their parents or grandparents or what is it but let's be bold in our prayers this is a story of boldness this is a story that we need each other we can't do this on our own so this isn't just about praying bold prayers privately it's about praying bold prayers together and then celebrating when God in his majesty and in his mercy comes through and blesses us 
with the answers to our prayers. Have a great week and go for it.